It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Can Jake Browning elevate the Cincinnati Bengals and take care of business against the Pittsburgh Steelers, or will the defense step up? Or neither. Let's get into a game preview of this week's matchup. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bengals fans and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host Jake Lisko. He's your host James Rapine. We come to you every day here on the Locked On Bengals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find us on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast and make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss an episode and join that every day or club including those of you listening on Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving uh, yesterday perhaps for those of you listening on Friday, this episode of Lockdown Bengals brought to you by BetterHelp. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lockdown to get 10% off your first month. James, the Bengals are looking for a bright spot this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And could that be in the form of one spin rate Jakey, Jake Browning? <laughs> He's certainly confident. That, that's my big takeaway from this week, he's saying the right things. He told the coaches to to not coach him and coach the offense, not to lose and, and to, to protect him. Instead, to try to win and go out and win the game and, and not hold back. And look, this could be one of just a handful of starts of his NFL career. This could be the start of him playing in the league for 10 years and be a quality backup. And maybe he makes some starts elsewhere too. Uh, you know, he's not going to be a, a long-term option here from that standpoint, but maybe he's Joe Burrow's backup for a decade. And, and he's aware of what this could mean for his career. And uh, th that's something I asked him too. So he's confident. He's saying the right things. Now, does that translate to playing well against a Pittsburgh Steelers defense that should be pretty darn frustrated given what they did or didn't do last week against the Browns? I think so. And I think that that's a tough ask when it comes to TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith and Cam Hayward. But we would be saying that if it was Joe Burrow at quarterback too, how good this defense is. So this, uh, this Bengals offense, they're going to be tested. I know they're confident in their plan. But no one truly knows, Jake Browning, the coaching staff, no one knows how it's going to look until we see it on Sunday. So there is a, an exciting unknown to this game that we just haven't seen. Everybody has a plan until they get hit in the mouth and the Steelers and the AFC North in general is going to hit you in the mouth. I'm full of good aphorisms today. The, the Steelers defensive line is always going to present a challenge regardless of who's a quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. The other side of this is behind that defensive line. If we had Joe Burrow to talk about in this game, we'd be talking about an exploitable unit where you like the Bengals weapons there. You like the Bengals weapons against the the secondary and the linebackers. Not not the TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, but the off-ball linebackers of the yep. Pittsburgh Steelers. And 
Joey Porter Jr. has had a fine rookie season, and and Landon Roberts, I think, has been a step up for them at, at inside linebacker, but those guys still aren't scaring you. But the difference is, is that Jake Browning is now your quarterback. And what did we talk about is, is like, what did I talk about, I guess, as one of the biggest hurdles for Jake Browning to keep the offense on schedule is playing on schedule himself. I think that is the biggest challenge for him in, in terms of managing the pocket, knowing when to get rid of the ball, playing on time with his receivers. We've alluded to that Jamar Chase touchdown pass a number of times that showed that he can do it. But also you go back to that first game when he's pressed into action, didn't have in in week reps with the first team offense. He's holding the ball a little bit too long. That leads to some sacks as well that aren't on the offensive line and probably need to talk about the offensive line as well. But a lot of, no matter what they do, if they make his job easy, if they call it like his Joe Burrow at quarterback, like he wants him to, he's going to have to play on time to keep this offense on schedule. Yeah, you're right. 100% on time, get the ball out quick. We talked about that in the crossover with Chris Carter. That's one way that Dorian Thompson Robinson kept his head above water in his first NFL start. And, and so it's similar this week, even though Browning's been in the league for a few years. The other element of this is, is the reality element. So even though Jake can say that all day long, I promise you this offense is going to look different. Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan aren't idiots. I know some like to think that they are or that they're they're not going to treat Jake Browning like Joe Burrow. He's not going to have the same plate, the same responsibilities. He's just not. Now, will the offense still be the same scheme? Of course. Well, it's not like they installed a whole new under center I formation offense this week for Jake Browning. That's not what we're going to see. But I think they'll make some tweaks and they'll take some stuff off of his Thanksgiving plate to make it easier, more digestible so they can keep their head above water, similar to how the, the Browns did last week, but hopefully to, to more than 13 points. And that's the other part of this is how can you manufacture enough points to win? Zach Taylor hinted that at that on Wednesday. There's a bunch of different ways to win the game. And, and one is making sure that Browning isn't wrecking the game with turnovers or those sacks, like you mentioned. Because if the, the Steelers get six sacks, you're going to be off schedule. You're going to be really, really hard pressed to, to push the ball down the field. And that's exactly what the Steelers want, of course. Now, do you think we see an increased commitment to running the football early in this game? Not just first downs, but do they stick with it a little bit harder than we've seen them stick with it? Do they take some of the RPO out and make it hand the ball off, Jake? That's your job on this play. I, I think so. I, I do. And they probably should. One, because I'm optimistic they get Chase Brown back. I saw that dude flying on Wednesday uh, well, up and down the uh, uh, yeah, up and down the field on on like kickoff coverage, by the way. And so you're like full sprinting. And so if he's doing that, it's a hamstring, he's activated. Oh, by the way, we're not allowed at practice on Thursday, so uh, it's not like there's any observation there. Um happy Thanksgiving like Jake said. So if that's the case, I could see Chase Brown out there some and, and so if you get you get some extra legs there. Why not lean on the run a little more? I do think that they'll do some bootleg action a bit more, try to move the pocket some, make it easy reads, easy quick throws for Jake. Those are the things I think they can do in their offense that's already there. And then from there, it's going to look similar. They'll still run shotgun. They'll still throw the ball. Like that, that stuff is going to happen. You can't not do it. It's the Bengals offense. And Jake did ask for it to a degree. And, 
I think they're right to stick with some of those things, but there will be some tweaks. And I agree. I, I think there will be more runs. There should be, right? We agree with that? Yeah, I think that that would make sense. You're going against a very fearsome pass rush. And if you can run the ball successfully, and I think you have to give it a little bit more time, given what your quarterback is, given the matchup with, with your tackles. And, and I mean, Keanu Benton, Cam Hayward, those guys, and, and Larry Ogunjobi, we know all those guys. Keanu Benton, fantastic rookie season so far. We've seen Cam Hayward be a pain in the butt forever. Larry Ogunjobi for all of his ups and downs, and it looks like that's still his MO in Pittsburgh, he can blow up a play. And and with the issues the Bengals have had from their guards this year, that that's something that you, you want to take the pass rush impetus, the pass pro impetus off of those guys a little bit. And if you can run the ball, big if, because again, that Steelers front is very good, and that also applies to the run, then you can take the teeth out of it a little bit and maybe challenge that Pittsburgh defense a little bit to change up what they're doing. And then once you get them reacting, then you can try to take advantage of those reactions. But I do think that's an uphill battle. I think that's a very tough task. And even if it's a good plan and it sounds good in theory, I think then going out and executing it, that's another thing. And I think that will be challenging. There's no doubt about it. And there's, there's a lot of matchups that they have to win if they're going to win this game. Let's dive into more of them. You mentioned the offensive line. That's certainly one that we can spend a little bit more time on. The coaching staff, I, I think that this could be the Ryan Finley game if you're going to win it, and I can explain that as well coming up next. This episode of Locked on Bengals is sponsored by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And... Well, those win totals that I've talked about when talking about FanDuel that have looked really good for the Bengals for the last couple of weeks, those are looking not so good right now. But if the Bengals win, it's Steelers week after all, you can get $150 in bonus bets if you're a new customer if you place a $5 money line bet and win it. So if your team wins, if the Bengals win this week and you put a $5 bet on them, you'll get $150 in bonus bets. So if it's not the, the season-long win totals, you can check out a variety of other spreads, players, props, overs, unders, and more. They got draft props if you're fully in draft mode. I know there's some of you out there that are. So it's a great time to get in on the action over at FanDuel where the odds continue to swing. Uh, throughout the weekend, Pittsburgh's direction. So check it out at FanDuel.com slash is the official partner of the NFL. Today's show is also brought to you by Schultz Jewelers. Schultz Jewelers is a one-stop shop for you this holiday season and any season. And you want to talk about being thankful on Thanksgiving, be thankful that you still have time to get that perfect gift for her with Schultz Jewelers. Owner Matt Schultz, one, he's a diehard Bengals fan, so shout out to Matt. Two, Schultz Jewelers, they've been around for 70 years. They just celebrated their 70th anniversary. And how have they been able to do what they do for so long? Well, it's because it's a relaxed environment. Matt and his team, they're not going to pressure you. They're going to educate you. His teacher background helps him and is going to help you find that perfect piece. And maybe it's a custom piece, something that they will make for you. Maybe it's one of their many, many lab-grown diamonds so you can get your fiancé her dream ring without your wallet, well, hurting. We don't want to hurt your wallet this holiday season, and that's why you got to check out Schultz Jewelers. At SchultzDiamonds.com, S-C-H-U-L-Z, Diamonds.com, you can find them 
at 2202 Dixie Highway in Fort Mitchell, five minutes from the bridge. And we know the Bengals strive for perfection, even with Jake Browning. Schultz Droolers does too, because when it has to be perfect, it has to be Schultz Droolers. Talk about matchups here. And a lot of them, to me in this game, are defense, special teams. I think the way where my expectations are for these offenses, and maybe we see a dead cat bounce from the Steelers with Matt Canada no longer in charge of that offense. I hate we'll that. I wish it was there. one more week. I know. Things were boiling over. I think that yeah. does help the Steelers, the fact that they got rid of that. You have the new coach syndrome where it could help for a week or two. Yeah. You know? I mean, you see this all the time in the NFL. You see these teams that are bad teams. We saw it with the Raiders a few years ago where, you know, they fire the coach. It's a bad team, but they get one game, two games where they get that bounce. And, and so you might see that from the Steelers offense this week. Maybe not. We'll see. I, I still think that they lack for a quarterback. But, I mean, so do the Bengals this week. So that's why, to me, I look a lot toward defense special teams. But to wrap up thoughts on offense, James, we saw limited Jamar Chase the last time we saw these teams play, or saw these teams play, saw the Bengals play. And he's had a lot of time to get back. T. Higgins doesn't necessarily look very likely to play. Didn't practice on Wednesday, was on the rehab field. Don't know yet about Thursday as of the time of recording on Thanksgiving here. But can this be I think he has a shot. I think he has a shot. I think there's a, a good shot for Jacksonville. That's okay. how I would. That's how I would phrase. It. Maybe he plays against Pittsburgh, but I think there's a really good shot for Jacksonville. But but can it be a Jamar Chase game? Because we talked about last week. Can it be a Jamar Chase game? And he obviously wasn't ready to to make it a Jamar Chase game. They had to use their ancillary weapons, and he still made plays, but he was not himself. Now he is himself. Hopefully, with with uh, about nine days, you know, you got an extra couple of days there to recover. Can the offense run through Jamar Chase a little bit? Can they get him in space underneath from that number three spot in trips and let him work after the catch? Not necessarily screen plays, but, you know, short passes, five, seven yards, uh, ins, basics, uh, slant route kind of stuff to get him the ball in stride. Can, can they let Jamar Chase take them for a couple of big plays on offense? That would be something that I would certainly be looking at uh, against mm -hmm. the secondary but, I mean, how many times have we seen T.J. Watt get into those passing lanes, too? I mean, the Steelers aren't going to make it easy on you. No, 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 no. And that's that's where this game comes down to, honestly. Can this Bengals offensive line win this matchup? Not hold serve, not be competent, not, you, you know, we've used all those words with Burrow because Burrow can. No, no, no. On Sunday at 445, 5 o'clock Eastern time, and we go to record our post-game show. Did the Bengals' offensive line win their matchup with the Steelers' defensive line? If the answer is yes, I think the Bengals have a pretty good shot. If the answer is no, or it's even a break-even, it, it probably leans the Pittsburgh's way. And could be dead wrong, but I just I, I think that that's, it's that simple, and it's that simple because I think this offensive line has to be a clear winners if Joe Mixon is going to run like the Bengals probably need him to. If Jake Browning is going to perform and be able to get the ball to these weapons, whoever's out there, we don't know about T, Jamar, et cetera. Uh, we know about Jamar, I'm just saying. Get the ball to these weapons like they need him to. I think this offensive line just has to make it easier than it has been at times. Burrow can hide, th hide that. And at the 
at the start of the show, you, you asked if, if Jake Browning, and it's a good question, and I'm going to answer it, can elevate what's around him. That can't be the hope, not even the expectation, the hope. The, the hope is can everyone elevate Jake Browning because he's going up against a, a monstrous defense that uh, is probably going to have um, Minka, it sounds like. I don't know. Even if they don't have Minka Fitzpatrick, it's still a really tough defense. So th- that's where I'm, I'm looking for the, this offensive line full of veterans, right, outside of Cordell Volson and even Volson. These are this is a proud group now. This is a group that is that is and knows that they need to play at a high level, I think, this week for the Bengals to have a chance to win. So if if they outplay the Bengals or the, the Steelers defensive front and lose, I'd be pretty surprised. And something weird must have happened. Be it turnovers or things that you just can't predict. Because I, I if they can, if they if they win that matchup on the ground and as pass blockers, I like the Bengals chances a lot. So it might just come down to that. It might be that simple. How fast though? Like my confidence level in them doing that is is a five out of ten at best. At best, realistically, probably closer to a three and a half or four. Like I think more likely than not, there's too many guys for you to deal with consistently. If you're the Bengals offensive line, that's had issues against worse pass rushing units this year. Well, this is one of the better ones. This is one of the better ones, no doubt. Alex Highsmith's taking another step. They still got those guys on the inside that I talked about earlier. TJ Watt is still TJ Watt. Jonah Williams is going to be facing a lot of TJ Watt for the first time, really, in this matchup, where they will be the primary matchup for, for Watt, who, who likes to play on that side of the Steelers' defense. They've seen each other before, of course, but it's different when it's all game. And then, of course, uh, Orlando Brown and Alex Highsmith, not a matchup that I strictly love. It's one that I, I should feel better about and wish I felt better about, but the way that Brown has played so far this year, the way he's been able to move, the, the spin move inside that you see from Highsmith, if he can set Brown up outside and, and get that quick inside counter, that could be a problem. Something that I, I know, we know he likes to use. So I do think it's a tough test. So you're, you're looking at can a team that was constructed for a deep playoff run, elevate Jake Browning, like you said. Part of that's the offensive line. Part of that's these weapons, too. Can guys make extraordinary plays? We're asking a lot, I think, of this team in in a tough matchup without the quarterback. And and we'll get a feel, I think, here for what this is going to look like the rest of the way. I know it's a tough first test, but we'll get a feel for what this is going to look like the rest of the way here because – while this is a tough defense, there are still, like I said, make a returning would be a big difference, but there are some gaps in that secondary mm-hmm. besides Joey Porter Jr. And so it'll be interesting. Yeah. Interesting window yeah. into what the rest of the season is going to look like where these guys are still talking playoffs and still have that on their mind. And we'll get a, a taste of whether or not that's realistic. No doubt. No doubt. Go out, go out there and win. And it is realistic. And in the other element of this talked a lot about the offense, which we always do. And, Rightfully so. There's a lot of storylines. Let's get to this defense because the defense, there's a lot of con- concerns there. And on paper, we should be like, oh, they're going to shut down this Steelers offense. And yet, I think Noah Brown just caught another pass against the Bengals at Paycor Stadium. We will dive into the defense coming up next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp 
is here for you. This time of year can be a lot. It's natural to have some sadness or anxiety about the holidays and everything that's going on. Adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. And therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress, all of the change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded and to give you the tools to manage everything that's going on in your life. If you've thought about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. And the best part is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge so you can find the right therapist for you. Convenient, flexible, better help. And right now you can get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Talking about the defense here, which to me is the one of the couple of ways the Bengals can try to establish an advantage in this game. The Steelers' offense this year has been dreadful the entire year. A lot of that schematic, a lot of that Kenny Pickett, a lot of that choosing to use certain personnel instead of other personnel, as I'm sure Steelers fans would tell you about. But with with that offensive coordinator change this week, that is a wild card still. I'm looking at the injury report right now, James, from, from Wednesday. Cam Taylor-Britt, obviously a big, big yeah. question. And the reason that that question is is particularly big in this game is if they have anybody who's going to play physical with George Pickens, I'm sure Cheeto can give it a valiant effort. I don't think that that's like a, a horrible mismatch, but your most physical corner is Cam Taylor Britt, the one with the most swag to, to deal with the attitude <laughs> and approach to the game that George Pickens brings. And, and when you're yep. looking at some matchups on the defensive side of the ball, Cam Taylor Britt not practicing on Wednesday, that's certainly one that uh, will bear watching as we get closer to the game. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think it's something he's been nursing. It's really tough with the Thanksgiving holiday. I, I got a full disclosure, ladies and gentlemen, because guys like T and Cam, I could totally see them giving as much time as possible and then hoping they can ramp it up Friday and be good to go. And so we'll see. We'll, we'll, um, We'll track that, of course, on our, our various platforms. Maybe you should check out our subtext if you haven't yet. But, yeah, not having Cam would be big. I also think that Cheeto, it, it's time now to, to ramp it up and hopefully be able to, if you don't, especially if you don't have Cam, to show that you can get back to that old form. And I, he, he's dealt with the back, which I think it's not obviously as big of a deal as the ACL, but I think when you're coming back from the ACL and trying to get your legs under you, it makes it that much more challenging because your back can limit you so much. I still think that Cheeto is in there and maybe it is about just getting out there and playing a, a full allotment of snaps and going from there. But you're right. I mean, DJ Turner, DJ Turner versus Deontay Johnson. That could be a fun one. 
but you would really like to have Cam Taylor Britt for this one, especially because you, you have the offensive coordinator change and they're going to want to show what they can do a little bit. It's it's like coordinator by committee in Pittsburgh right now. You have a play caller and then someone that's kind of overseeing the offense. They're going to want to show show things off a bit and show that they can get the most out of Kenny Pickett. So if you're the Bengals, I think the key is, one, stop being crappy, crappy against the run, which they have been for most of the year. And that starts with Jalen Warren. But certainly Najee Harris isn't easy to tackle. He's a big guy. He's just big, even though he goes down – easier than Jalen Warren a lot of times. Jalen Warren had some awesome runs and is very popular in Pittsburgh right now and should be. And so that's one tackle. The other one is get some pressure on Kenny Pickett and, and wreck the game with some turnovers. This That's the one thing this Bengals team has done a really good job of is forcing turnovers. You got to continue to do that. And then it, it aligns with what you said about Pickens, who's obviously a big play machine. I'm sick of seeing the big plays. And we've seen them and seen them and seen them. It's been a constant theme throughout the year, and uh, maybe Jordan Battle can help with that, and he can help with the tackling as well because he's going to get the start this week at safety. It'd be a good matchup for Trey Henderson talking about say, talking about uh, pressure. There you go, Trey. Uh, there you on, go, Trey. Kenny Cricket. Uh, but the injury report we'll, we'll have to see on Friday. Like like you said, without uh, with Thanksgiving being where it is, it is challenging this week. But BJ Hill, Sam Hubbard, both were limited on Wednesday. If those guys can play. It's obviously a shot in the arm. Miles Murphy, of course, we, we talked about, you know, can he step up in his expanded role? Jordan Battle confirmed he, he's going to get the start. Sounds like Nick Scott will still have a role, but so, some changes happening on this defense. Luana Rumo acknowledging that the last two weeks have been really bad in particular. And, and, it, and it is kind of weird. Like the signs have kind of been there, but they found the clutch play, the clutch stand, the duration of success between giving up some drives. In, in weeks prior against teams that we thought were better. And, and I alluded to this earlier this week. So if they're going to get right, this would be a great time to do it against a, like I said, a, a very limited Pittsburgh offense, both from a personnel perspective, especially with the quarterback, Kenny Pickett, who does not seem to have progressed. And, and we'll find out how much of that was on Matt Canada, but they've got a couple of solid receivers in Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. Jalen Warren obviously has been one of the more exciting backs in the league this year. But if this defense is, is going to recover, despite everything I just said, despite the offensive coordinator change, despite all of these things, this offense should be an offense that Luana Rumo's defense, if it's going to be a good defense, should be able to be much, much better than, than we've seen from them the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Hold the Steelers to 13. That's That's kind of where I'm at. Like, Yards don't equal points, fine, but you can't give up points in this one. And you have to force turnovers and limit it to 13. That, that's that got to be it. Because saying shut, shutting down a team and keeping them out of the end zone, that's really tough to expect going into an NFL game. Sorry, you give up a touchdown, you give up a couple field goals, they have a good field goal kicker. If you do that, I think that they have to find a way to get the 16, and they should. that's a reasonable expectation if we knew that the Steelers end the game with 13. Once it's past that, like, you, you know, my magical number with this offense in a time that wasn't that long ago, it was always 30 points and it wouldn't be this week. I, I would think that 24 would probably get it done. If, if this was the Joe Burrow led Bengals, not saying that they won't score 24, but if you can limit turnovers on offense, I think that's much more important 
And then what this defense needs to do is force a couple turnovers so you win that battle and limit those those big plays. And and honestly, the yards too. I, I the yards don't equal points, Monica. I get it. I also think this defense can't be on the field all game long because at the end they're going to be tired and then they're not going to be able to get that pressure or they're not going to be able to to cover or something's going to break down and a big play is going to happen. And let's be honest, we don't want to see that. It, w- it would be it would be quite a nice surprise, Jake, if we're talking about a six and five Bengals team that uh, Jake Brown and this defense, this offensive line, they all step up and they play well and they get a win on Sunday. Yeah, like you look at the the recent games for the Steelers and the t- try to find paths to victory for an offense that you expect to be maybe not quite as the Browns offense, but maybe just as limited as the Browns offense was against the Steelers last week with Dorian Thompson Robin uh Dorian Thompson Robinson uh playing quarterback for them. But the Bengals don't have the teeth on defense that Cleveland has this year. Cleveland's got a defense that's done some historic things this year particularly in the past rush. And so that's where you look at Trey Hendrickson. Can he have a big and, and spring a couple of those big turnovers, but overall the Steelers this year have only cracked 24 points twice on offense. And that was against the Browns in week two. And, and sorry, those weren't offensive points, but in a game, they, they cracked 24 points. They scored 26 points in week two and against the Rams in week seven, they scored 24. And I would, I don't remember, so maybe I should look before I say anything, but I would guess that their offensive scoring average is, is significantly lower. So mm-hmm. that's where I look to the margins in this game as well. Can they get a special teams play? Can they can they have a big game kicking field goals, you know, winning field position battle from Brad Robbins, getting long field goals from Evan McPherson? Maybe can they get some punt returns from Charlie Jones? to set them up with plus field position to make it easier to squeeze points out. This the is Steelers are averaging 16.6 points per game. That's only ahead of four teams, the Giants, yeah. Patriots, Jets, and Panthers. So the defense needs to be better. But like I'm saying, this is a game where any point you can get. If you can get three, you probably, to me, most of the time, Take there's it. probably still go for it situations, but sure. you, you try to get the points in this game. And, and hopefully your defense is up to the task. And, and that's what we're looking for this week is for the defense to show that they can handle a team that's really gone through it on offense this year. And the, the last thing, coaching creativity. I, I do think that there could be a time when you do have to call that unique, super unique play. And and we saw, we've seen it, right, Joe? We've seen Joe Mixon throw passes. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's a Tyler Boyd pass. Maybe it's something completely different. Maybe it's a fake punt. I don't know but there might be a time in this game where that happens uh, or they uniquely use Jake Browning's legs. We know he can run. Everyone knows that it's on film. Now the Steelers are going to be ready for it, but uh, I wonder there if there's something. So um, both things that I'll, I'll be paying attention to, but I agree with you for the most part, if the game is close, if it's a defensive struggle, like we expect the points matter, field goals matter too. And it's, you don't want to pass on them, even though there are times when maybe that's the case. If you're if you're down four late in the game, well, then of course you might have to go for it. But so we're not saying that. But early on, especially it's zero zero fourth and three at the twenty, probably taking the points. And the point for me was more like squeezing points out in the long field goal territory, like just getting close enough to to attempt it 
in those spots. Sure. That's more of what sure. I was thinking about, like those those little margins of field position stuff with special teams and, and how all like that. Like 53 happens. yard field goal. Yeah. All right, Evan, we need you to make this. Yeah. Versus going for it on fourth and four. Yeah. Like okay. four times. <laughs> <laughs> or something like sure. that, you know. Yeah. yeah. Th- this this could be the the six field goal game where you win 18 to 16 or something. Sure. Yeah. And on the other side of the the special play thing with the new offensive coordinator and the Steelers, I think have a proclivity for trick plays. Bengals need to be ready again. We haven't talked about trick plays getting the Bengals for a while since they cleaned that largely up. But it would not shock me in the slightest if we see the Steelers go to a trick play in this game. We'll have you covered following the game with our reactions, takeaways, and what will be next for the Cincinnati Bengals team after the first Steelers game of the season. Until then, thanks for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. To this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hootay, and have a good one. Now I can say it. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.